0: Excited to be here. Yeah, are you excited to be here? Yes. Okay. All right. Very good. Well, um, it's good to see you guys. If you are a first-time guest, make sure that you stop over there. And Mr. Ken has a special gift for you, and we'd let you know. We'd like to let you know a little bit more about some of the things that are happening here. And as Nick mentioned, um, we also have some exciting stuff coming up. Our water baptism. And we have our Operation Generosity, which is exciting. And then we also have some other cool things too. And so there are actually a couple people that signed up to be baptized um, that I'm not entirely sure who they are. So um, I'm going to, if you guys know, let me know, but I'm not sure. So if it, it, so I, yeah, anyways. So it's going to be exciting. It's going to be cool. So if you want to get baptized, it's going to be an awesome night on our worship night. So and I know Casey has some exciting stuff put together for the worship team as well. So, um, today, um, there, uh, it, today's kind of a, a different message for me. I'm not going to be preaching from a series per se. It's kind of a one and done message, but my hope is that it's, it's a one and done, but that it lingers for the rest of the year. <laughs> okay. So, um, I'm praying that it lingers for the, for the rest of the year, um, I'm trying to think how to put this. Um, Really, over the last year, I've really been praying about the church, and I've been praying about God's direction and God's guidance. And um, God has been putting on my heart um, almost like a God value or a kingdom principle. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if you guys know, but kingdom, like. Kingdom principles are a little bit different than world principles. Um, In fact, things in the kingdom sometimes seem like they are the opposite of things of this world. And I think you can see this uh, in Scripture, too. In fact, even when speaking, uh, Jesus said, Your your citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there. We, We see also in the Beatitudes, we see that Jesus was talking about blessed are the poor and blessed are the meek. And so the principles are a little bit different than worldly principles. And so, um, again, I'm praying over 2020, and this is something that God's kind of been working on my heart with. And to be honest, I think maybe this message is for me more than anyone else, because I think for me often, I often think about uh, me and myself, and me and myself only. And I think that God has been trying to open my eyes to things outside of my perspective and things outside of um, just my, my own little world. And so there are two words that I really feel like God has really been speaking to me over the last year especially, but, but two words that I've been working on over the lifetime of being a Christian. Two words. The first word is generous. Can you look to your neighbor and say Generous. Generous. The second word is sowing. Can you look to your neighbor and say sowing? Look to your neighbor and say generous. Look to your neighbor and say sowing. Yeah. Generous means this. It means showing a readiness to give more of something than is strictly necessary or expected. Showing a readiness to give more of something than is strictly necessary or Generous. And sowing is an action word. Like when you sow, like, not like sowing, but like sowing the seed I'm talking about. It means to scatter upon the earth. Um, it means to strew with. It means to introduce into a selected environment. It means to set in motion. It means to spread abroad, or it means to disperse. So two words that I feel like God has really been putting on my heart, for a while, in fact, I was going to do a series back in November on generosity, and I decided I got I, got, I kind of got pulled into our uh, Revela- into our churches in Revelation, so I ended up doing that instead. But I really feel like this year God is calling me to be generous, and God is calling me to sow. He's calling me to gen- me to be generous, and He's calling me to sow. And I think He's calling us as a church to be generous. And he's calling us as a church to sow. Can you look to your neighbor and say, Generous? Look to your neighbor and say, So? Look to your neighbor and say, Generous? Look to your neighbor. You guys don't look excited. Now look to your neighbor and say, So? Generous and so. So I'm going to give you something, and then we're going to pray. Actually, if the ushers, could the ushers come forward again super quick? Just for a second. I'm going to give you two things, okay? So first of all, and then I'm going to get into the message. So this is the practical application. Could you you give one of those to everyone, and then could you also give one of these to everyone? Okay, very generous. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. So you're getting two things. Okay. So first of all, we for the month of February, and we're going to pick some different, some different things to do throughout the year, but for the month of February, we're actually partnering with BGMC, and the kids are doing the same thing, and we're, we're partnering with um, uh, sharing Jesus with kids in Alaska. And so you can see a couple tangible ways that you guys can be generous, okay? Do you guys see it? So if you guys feel led, during the month of February, there is a Operation... Generosity box at the at the Welcome Center, and so there's a couple different ways you can do it. They, for 55 bucks, you can get you can uh, do a compassion kit with coats, hats, gloves, Bibles, hygiene products, and for 75 bucks, you can actually do a kids program. You can give in the box in the back, you can give online, or you can mark in the envelope BGMC. So our kids right now are going through that, and then we as well, we want to partner with them and we want to try to raise some funds. And So that's a tangible way. And then, of course, you have a packet of seeds in your hand. So what type of seeds did you get? I got some sunflowers. What did everyone else get? Oh, awesome, awesome. Yeah. So go ahead and hold on to your seeds. All right. So for the month of February, we're we're going to partner. And so whether it's... I figured if, if you did a, a, a compassion box for fifty-five bucks, it comes out to like a buck eighty-three a day. So if you want to fast your coffee or fast your tea or fast your donuts or whatever, for the month of February, let's see if we can really bless these kids over in Alaska. Okay? Through BGMC, it's a organization that the Assemblies of God supports. And the kids downstairs are gonna be doing the same thing. So again, that's the practical practical application. But I really feel like like I said, I really feel like God Um, over 2020, has really given me those two words, generous and sowing, generous and sowing. So God, I just pray that you'll be with us today as we delve into your word. I pray that you'll open up our eyes to the things that you have for us, Father. I just pray that it won't be me speaking, but it'll be you speaking through me, Father. I pray that your word will go out and that it'll change hearts and transform lives, Father. God, I pray that you will be exalted and you'll be lifted high, God. I know you've laid these... These things on my heart, Father, and I just pray that I'll be able to um, just communicate it eloquently and communicate it the way you want it to be communicated, Father, and I pray right now that you will move in this place and, in, in a powerful way and, and in a new way, Father, and I pray that you'll move me to be more generous and move me to be someone that, that sows more into your kingdom, Father. I, I pray that I won't be someone that just talks about it, but that I'll be someone that actually does it, Father. I know you've been working on my heart, and you've been softening my heart, Father, and often, like I said, I feel, feel like I think about just me, and I pray that you'll open up my perspective uh, to, to just your kingdom principle of generosity and sowing, Father, and I just pray that I, I feel like this could be something that, that changes our church, and that could change the city, and God, I, I pray that we will uh, be obedient, and that we However you call us, wherever you call us, however you're asking us to be faithful, Father, I just pray that we will um, listen to your call and follow the call that you have for us, God. I pray for immediate obedience, uh, that we will just um, listen to, to, to what you're speaking to us today, Father. And God, we, we ask these things in your holy name. Amen. Generous sowing. Generous sowing. So I'm actually going to be reading a passage of scripture in Galatians Um, chapter six. You can turn there in your Bibles. I'm going to be reading from Galatians chapter six, verses seven through ten. Galatians chapter six, seven through ten. Let me give you a little bit of context so that you can enjoy the content of what we're reading here. Paul had just gotten back from his first missionary journey. If you don't know who the Apostle Paul was, he was a man who um, was radically transformed by the power of God. He was actually um, going to Damascus to get letters to persecute the church and on his way there the Lord appeared to him a- in a bright light and uh, he radically transformed and he became someone uh, one moment who was persecuting Christians uh, and who was uh, standing there as they were stoning Stephen giving approval to uh, the, mur- the, the, the martyrdom of a Christian to the next moment going out and being an amazing advocate for the church he ended up writing about... Uh, three-fourths of the New Testament, and he, uh, he wrote a bunch of these books in the New Testament, and he planted a bunch of churches, one of our founders in the faith. And um, so he, he just got back from his first missionary journey. He arrived in Antioch, and he learned that one of the churches that he planted had fallen into false teaching. So he planted it, he left, and as soon as he left, they had fallen into false teaching. And so when you read the 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 book of Galatians, because he's writing to the churches in Galatia, you can actually see that his wordage is quite strong. In fact, even from the very beginning, he's kind of saying things that um, are kind of brash and kind of abrupt, and he's speaking strongly against a certain group of people that had come in and had indoctrinated the church. In fact, in the very first chapter, he says, listen, if anyone comes to you and preaches to you a gospel other than the one that you already heard, let him be accursed or let him be eternally condemned. And then he goes on and he says it again. Hey, if someone's coming to you and they're preaching to you a gospel other than the one that you already heard, let him be eternally condemned. And so his, his wordage throughout the, throughout the epistle of Galatians is very strong. In fact, a couple times he calls them, you foolish Galatians, you foolish Galatians. Can you imagine writing a letter to someone and you're just like, you are foolish you are an idiot. Like he he just, he goes after them abruptly and strongly. And, but what he's doing is he's talking to them about um, this false teaching that had come into the church. And so that's kind of the context of this, of this epistle that he wrote to these churches that were scattered throughout Galatia. It was written probably about 20 years or so after Jesus had um, died and been buried and been resurrected. And so he's writing them this letter and he's, He's, again, kind of strong word. If you read the book of Galatians, it's, it's filled with some really good stuff, but it's also filled with some really blunt, like, in-your-face, kind of like, hey, stop messing up. And so this is what he's, he's talking to them. And, and, we're actually, and Galatians chapter 6 is actually the last chapter, and this is kind of the way that he's, um, he's summarizing the book. So he's kind of closing the book out. And this is what he says. He says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Boom. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, As we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. Read that again. He says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Can you look to your neighbor and say, destruction? Destruction. Destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Can you look your neighbor and say eternal life? Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. Do not be, de- do not be deceived. Did you know that God knows that God sees like we can maybe at times put up a front, we can act a certain way, we can comb our hair a certain way, we can button our shirt a certain way. Actually, there's only one way to button your shirt, I think. Um, we, can, we can button our, we can tie our tie a certain way, but God sees God knows God understands where can I hide from his presence? Where can I flee from his presence? If I go into the mountain, he's there, if I'm in the valley, he's there like God. Don't be deceived. A man reaps what he sows. I like that he's kind of using like a, like a physical principle, physical law, but he's also using a spiritual law. The crops that we harvest are decided by the seeds that we plant. The crops that we harvest are decided by the a man reaps what he sows. You're going to reap what you sow. So, if you plant tomatoes, you're going to harvest. If you plant corn, you're going to harvest. If you plant apples, you're going to harvest. If you plant zucchini, if you plant yeah, if you plant zucchini, you're going to harvest. If you plant kiwi, you're going to harvest. Yeah. It's a physical law, but it's also a spiritual law. Don't be deceived. God can't be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The crops that we harvest are decided by the seeds that we plant. The crops that we harvest are decided by the seeds that we plant. Keep on reading. Whoever sows to please the flesh from the flesh will reap Destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. I, kind of, I was reading that, and I was kind of wondering, like, I wonder what sowing from the flesh means. Sowing from the flesh. It, it's interesting, because I think you have to read the entire book of Galatians to understand what he was talking about. And again, this is kind of at the last chapter, and so you kind of have to go back and look and see. Um, there was a group of people known as Judaizers. Can you look to your neighbor and say, Judaizer? Now look to your neighbor and say, don't be a Judaizer. <laughs> okay. There was this group of people known as Judaizers, and it's a Greek, it's a Greek ver- verb, which means to live according to Jewish customs. So they believed that in order for someone to be right with God, they must first conform to Mosaic law. So, you know, if a Gentile were to come and to try to be a Christian, he had to first adjust to the customs, and then he could become a Christian. So first do all these things, and then. So it's kind of like a mixture of grace and a mixture of works. of of grace and law. It was was a mixture. And and it's interesting because Paul's wordage on these people is actually quite strong. This is what he says to them in Galatians chapter 3, just earlier. He said, You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish after beginning by means of the Spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you had heard? Are you so foolish? Look at the the strong wordage here. After beginning by means of the Spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? So what was happening is these Judaizers were coming in and they were adding to, 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 to so what it meant to be a Christian. So they said, you know what, it isn't, it isn't about like, like, like the, the first what you got to do is you got to come in and you got to do this, 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 you got to do this. And after you do this, 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 and this, then after that, then you can have Jesus. So first you got to come in, you got to come to church. When you come to church, you have to wear the nice tie and you have to comb your hair a certain way. You have a you have to button your shirt a certain way. You have to do this, 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 and this, and this. Once you've done all these things, all these rules, all these regulations, one of the things that they were arguing about, actually, if you look in Acts chapter 15, is they were saying, hey, before you can become a Christian, you must first be circumcised. So they were saying, okay, you, you got you to do all these certain things, all these certain laws, you have to be circumcised. And then after that, you can be in a relationship with Jesus. And so it was totally based off of works and then grace. Okay, you following me? So what you saying is like, listen, you need to stop feeding. You need to stop sowing to the flesh. Like Jesus paid it all. He said it is finished. He completed the work. He tore the veil. He, um, he, has, he has the keys. Like, 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 like Jesus has paid it all. Stop sowing to the flesh. Stop adding to things in order to be justified. It's, it, 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 it's, it's it, like, when I think about these Judaizers, it's, it was based on legalism. It was based on external things. It was based on looks, but it was hollow on the inside. And it was all, uh, it was all mind but no heart. It was all mind but no heart. And, and when, I, when I think about these Judaizers... I think, man, like, it's kind of sad that Jesus had come. Jesus had paid the price. Jesus had, he, like, he had come and he had, he had done the work. He'd, he, he'd gone to the cross. He'd become our, a sacrifice. He had torn the veil. He had done all these things. And then, and then these Judaizers were coming in, and they were trying to pull the church back into legalism. And the church was they were sowing to that. They were they were saying, you know what, maybe these Judaizers are right. Maybe I should maybe I should keep on doing all these things to earn God's favor. Maybe I should keep on doing all these things to to make myself look better. Maybe I should keep on doing all these things and and then and then maybe God would love me. And they were just sowing to the flesh over and over and over and over again. Do this and 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 do this, and then your relationship is right with God. But I think feeding the flesh, I I don't know, I I feel like feeding that fleshly desire to perform and be perfect, I feel like it's a comparison trap that brings us into bondage. Here Paul is talking and he said, you foolish Galatians, stop sowing to the flesh. You're stuck in this legalism. You're doing this stuff over and over and over again. You're trying to earn my favor. Stop sowing to the flesh. So when he talks about sowing to the flesh, he's talking about these Judaizers. But also he's talking to them about sowing to whatever felt good to their bodies. So in one moment, they're like, hey, you know, you, you, you're, you're sowing you're you're to these Judaizers, but, but also sowing to the flesh, but also sowing to the flesh, is doing whatever you feel is right. Like like like, I, now that I'm free, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. He talks about this in Galatians chapter five. He, he says, "You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh; rather, serve one another humbly and love." It's kind of like, it's kind of like when you give your kids some freedom. And you go somewhere. Have you ever left your kids at home? And you go somewhere and you come back and you see what they did to the house. And you're like, oh my goodness, what just happened? You know, they, 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 they had a party in the kitchen and they threw stuff all over the place. And they let the dog out. And the dog went into your, your, your room and chewed on you know, your clothes. And the dog went into the bathroom and chewed up a bunch of toilet paper. Hey, I don't know, that ever, like you give them freedom. And it's like they use their freedom to just indulge whatever they wanted to do. You know what I'm talking about? I remember one time at the bank, there was a lady who came in, and she had gotten a large inheritance from her her, her, her family, and she was the um, she was the executor of the estate. And she came in, and she um, I remember we we cut her a check. And I was like, hey, we probably want to divide these funds up, right? She's like, yeah. She took the money and it was all gone in like a couple of weeks. Like, like he's like, hey, listen, like, like, when you have freedom, like, we have freedom in Jesus, right? Like, God has given us this freedom to live in Him and, 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 and to, and like, he, he went to the cross. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free, right? So, but don't use your freedom to indulge the flesh, to sow to the flesh. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked, and man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please the flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. You foolish Galatians, you've been sowing to legalism, and you have been sowing to the flesh. You've been sowing to legalism and you've been sowing to the flesh. I wonder, how are we sowing? And where are we sowing? It's interesting because Paul contrasts sowing to the flesh and sowing to the spirit. Where are we sowing? How are we sowing? How are we sowing and where are we sowing? contrast the two are, are we sowing to the flesh or are we sowing to the spirit I kind of wonder what sowing to the spirit really looks like you know sowing to the spirit I think what I think what sowing to the spirit really means is that when we sow we're sowing kingdom minded we're sowing soul-minded. We're sowing heaven-minded. We're sowing God-minded. We're sowing God eternity-minded. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sow, and no matter how things look here, I'm going to keep one eye here and one eye towards heaven. I think we can see also that our sowing is meant to be Generous. Our seeds represent, I think, our resources, our time, our efforts, our talents, our gifts, our money. You guys still got your seeds on you? All right, go ahead and take one seed out, okay? Or you can take two. This is, this is I think, often what happens So God, in scripture, it says that every good and perfect gift comes from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights. So these seeds that I have, if they're my seeds, and I give these seeds to Brian, who did the seeds come from? Whose seeds are they? They're still mine, yeah. My seeds, and I give them, and you've got to remember, your seeds represent your time, your resources, your talents, your your, if, I, if My seeds, if I give them to Nick, whose seeds are they? Mine. Who'd they come from? Me, yeah. These are my seeds, and I give them to Autumn. Whose seeds are they? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, very good, very good. Okay, yeah. So they're, but they're my seeds. They came from me, right? Like, these are my seeds, and I have them, and I give them to Sarah. Whose seeds are they? Mine, yeah, right? So this is, I think, what happens, Okay. We say, God, you know what? I got all these seeds. And I know they all came from you. And I know I'm excited about all these things that I have. And I'm going to take a seed. I'm going to take this seed. I'm going to take the seed. I'm going to take it over here. I'm going to plant it. And then once I plant it, I'm like, oh my goodness, I planted this seed. Isn't this amazing? And you guys are going to clap for me. Yeah, this is so amazing. I planted this seed. This is this is so amazing. I planted this seed. I, I gave this seed. I was so faithful with this one seed that I have. And this one seed, this, this, this one seed, okay, so so for me, this, this one seed is this. This one seed is this. The seed that I have here is Sunday, after, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. So this one seed here represents the time that I have that I give towards church, okay? So I come on a Sunday, I get here at 10.30 or maybe if you're a little later, 10.45, right? And I'm here until maybe 11.30 or 12 o'clock and that's the one seed that I have. So I take this one seed that I have. This represents my time, my talents, my resources. I take this one seed and I plant it. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is so amazing that I planted this seed. You guys with me? It's so exciting that I planted the seed. But in all actuality, You still have a lot of seeds left. And this is what I find that we do. We take the one seed, we plant it, we're excited about it, but God has given us so much more. A lot of times we'll take the other seeds, we'll take them, we'll put it in our pocket. We don't do anything with it from there. But did you know that God has called us to be generous with the things that he's given us the things that he's, he's given us he's called us to to in fact it says in second corinthians chapter 9 verse 6 it says remember this whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly and whoever sows generously will reap generously like i i feel like like god has called us in this season to be generous with the things that he has given us god is calling us to be generous with our sowing, with our time, with our effort, with our resources, with our talents, with our gifts. Like in scripture it says that we're to love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all our mind, with all of our strength. What are we doing with the seeds that God has given us? And then secondly, not only has he called us to be generous in sowing to the spirit, but he's also called us to be faithful in sowing. It says this in Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 6, it says this, it says, Sow your seed in the morning, and at evening let your hand not be idle, for you do not know which will succeed, whether this or that, or whether both will do equally well. Sow your seed in the morning, and at evening let your hands not be idle, for you do not know which will succeed, whether this or that, or whether both will do equally well. Faithfully sowing. Let us be generous in our sowing, but also let us be faithful in our sowing. Let us be generous and let us be faithful. It says at the proper time, if you, don't, if you do not give up, you will reap a harvest. But you have to be patient. You have to be faithful. You have to be deliberate, lovingly sowing the seed. Sometimes that, I hate that it takes time. Sometimes I wish that I could just sow the seed and the apple tree would be there overnight. Sometimes I wish I could just sow the seed and suddenly people would show up overnight. Sometimes I wish I could just sow the seed and suddenly my finances would be in order overnight. Sometimes I wish I could just sow the seed and my kids would be perfect overnight. Amen? Sometimes I wish I could just sow the seed and my dog would behave overnight. Amen? Sometimes I wish I could just sow the seed and my life would be in order overnight. Sometimes I wish I could just, but, but God has called us to be generous and God has called us to be faithful. He's called us to be generous and he has called us to be faithful. And the seeds that we sow today will be the fruit that we enjoy tomorrow. The, fruits that, the seeds that we sow today will be the fruit that we enjoy tomorrow. And I want to look back someday and say, I'm glad, that the sea, I'm glad of the seeds that I planted. Remember when I was a kid, we had kind of an open yard. And uh, we lived out on a farm, and we had a grove of trees, and we kind of had an open spot in the yard. And um, when I was just a kid, I remember I took a couple maple trees, and at the time they were just little tiny, little tiny seedlings, and I took them out and I put them in our backyard. And now, some 30 years later, I go back and these are towering trees that were a result of the trees that I planted when I was a kid. So I want us to look back someday and say, I'm glad for the seeds that I planted. And so why don't you guys stand up with me this morning?